Two friends, uh, three questions, episode three, if I'm correct. So, probs, probs, yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're doing this. Uh, we're switching it up a little bit this time. Uh, we're actually uh, getting. Uh, uh, we we waited till Sunday evening to drink, and uh, instead of mm. doing a Sunday morning style, so it's gonna be a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Just there's no there's it's there's nothing quite like starting off a Sunday with a way too strong of a beer. Yeah, and then just you just need a nap, really. So <laughs> yeah, honestly, I it has happened for sure. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, um, Eli, how did you have a good week, man? What, what were you up to this week? Yeah, no, it was a good week. Uh, you know, just just uh, just busy working. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to weddings that I'm barely invited to. Um, <laughs> so that yeah, fun stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what my favorite part about weddings are? What's that? Like uh, when the family fights. Were were there family fights at this wedding? There was some bickering. Oh my god, that's amazing! About what? Uh, well, like the mom. <laughs> I'm worried this is like too. It, it it's just you know what happens at you know weddings like like there's a family member that's mad about like where they're sitting. Or yeah, like, yeah. You know, and it's just and it's just like. It, it, it what makes me laugh about it is just it just always happens you know what i mean right like, there's no like it's almost unavoidable but it's just it's just so funny that and, it, and it, i know it always makes me feel better it's like okay my family's not the only one yeah every family is crazy every <laughs> yeah every every family has has that thing that happens at every wedding. Uh, so. i was trying to think about my wedding and i don't think anybody was like you know, having fights or anything that day, which is kind of out of the normal, but yeah, I think well, everything yeah. went pretty smoothly. I remember unfortunately. Yours, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I do. I remember yours going like particularly smoothly for a wedding, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Well, except when whoever busted in and was like, y'all supposed to be ready. <laughs> oh. Um, do you remember yeah, that? I kind of, briefly. So then, I, yeah, I do remember like getting changed very quickly, but... Yeah, because we uh, were like somebody told us we were supposed to be there at three, but apparently we were supposed to be taking pictures by three. Ah, <laughs> uh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's just okay. Yeah. So at the end of the fun. day, at the end of the day, you're still married, so that's, that's all that matters. Yeah, you got married um, in the end. I I consider yep. that a success. <laughs> I think so too. So, uh, all right. Um, so you want to just uh, get right into it with a little bit of a lightning round? Let's do it. All right, sounds good. Lightning round. Uh, okay, I guess I've got, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, so my, f- my first question for you is, if you could change your name to anything, what would you change it to? All right, it's going to be the beer I'm drinking, but I'm going to wait until we get to that. <laughs> oh, cliffhanger. All right, that's it's good podcasting. It's, yeah, yeah, keep them going. Stick listening. around. You Stick around. To- <laughs> Yeah. All right. So question uh, one and a half, I guess. Uh, is there... Okay, so this is kind of a weird one. Is there anything that you have recently learned that you should have known a long time ago? Like, I'm going to give you an example. Like, okay. about two to three years ago, I found out that Tracy Chapman is, in fact, a woman. Oh, shit. I, I, I thought Tracy. That. I thought Tracy... Really? <laughs> I thought Tracy Chapman was a man until probably age 22. I think so, I did too. Really? Like up until this moment? Are you finding out right now? Yeah, up until. Well, the, I guess. <laughs> yeah, up until this moment. Yeah, no, I, I, I. I what song did she? Give me one reason did? to stay here, and I'll turn it back around. That that song and uh, fast cars, fast cars too. Um, I I think I thought it was a man as well. Yeah, I did. Like yeah, up until a couple years ago, so I thought felt really dumb about it. But that was my example of just like something that I should have known, but just didn't. Do you have um, anything like that? Yeah, I think I was about eighteen when I finally realized that two percent milk just meant there's only like two percent fat, and it wasn't just two percent milk. 
and then 98 percent like water or <laughs> that's what i thought that's first off i yeah. hate two percent milk i only yeah. drink whole milk yeah um well, so i yeah up until like i was 18 or 19 i thought that it was like two percent milk and 98 percent something else that's that's fair I, I i could i could see how you thought that like i guess i don't i don't know the difference what's between what's the difference between two percent and whole whole milk i think they don't try to dilute the fat at all okay so i mean it's all pasteurized because apparently milk has to be pasteurized <laughs> so they say so so they say i mean i think there's an episode <laughs> of portlandia about that um <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's like it's all pasteurized but i think like two percent they were they they took out like there's only two percent of the original fat content <laughs> of that milk okay in it and it, i mean i still think skim milk is water i think yeah. they're just lying to us truthfully. pretty much yeah that's how i feel <laughs> riveting uh (laughs) all right the third question this one is also a little uh complex so you are going to this hypothetical situation where you are going to be forming a super group with you and three other musicians of your choice who are those three musicians and what instruments would they play and what would your band be called (laughs) uh living or dead uh let's say both okay uh, that would change, I guess. Then, so I'm in the band, or yeah, I'm just it's, making. It's you and three other dudes, so oh. you get to, you know, so you also have to pick like what would you play, you know. Oh well, that's harder. Um, I guess if I was doing mine, I would play like tambourine, <laughs> and not actually play an actual instrument. Yeah. Um, I like it. Living or dead. See, it changes because like living. If it was only living. I would have Dave Grohl on drums, but if it was living and dead musicians, then mm-hmm. I would have Bonham on drums. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. It would be Bonham on drums. Okay. All right. And then on bass, mm, that's rough. Bass, I think what would be really cool would be Cliff Burton, the original Metallica bassist. Because I'm, I'm, I know that Metallica liked Led Zeppelin a lot, and it would mm-hmm. be cool to hear Cliff Burton play like a super heavy distorted bass with Bonham. That would be that would be tight. That'd be thunderous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on lead guitar, you know, see, but the way I would be, I'd be like, just fucking Frank Zappa, get Zappa <laughs> in there. The weirdest just band you've ever heard. Mix it up a little bit. Just yeah. mix it up. It would make zero sense. Right. But that album would be tight. And that would be, I, I would listen to that album. And I don't think I could play an instrument in that band, though. Yeah. <laughs> so you would choose to opt out I of would this just hypothetical be like, situation. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, I don't know, the, the band manager that does a lot of coke or something. The groupie. The groupie yeah, the that groupie. just like voluntarily has sex with all the, ba- the band members. That, w- that would be pretty much it. Or I would like switch it up and do the weird version of like them Crooked Vultures where I would have like Dave Grohl play mm. drums, Lemmy... Killmeister play bass from Motorhead and then still have Zappa play guitar. Ah, I see. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. So that would be that would be pretty weird. And I and I love Frank Zappa. I don't know I don't listen to his music enough. Mm-hmm. But he is just super original. Or Prince. Okay, so Zappa would be would oh, be man. removable, but I would have uh, it would be him or Prince because yeah, okay. Prince is an amazing guitarist. Oh yeah, yeah. I never got into Zappa all that much, unfortunately. I just don't think I'm ready. <laughs> I, he's the st- weird. The stuff I've heard, I'm just like, mm, give it a few years, and uh, maybe I'll get it. <laughs> he has some weird tune, and I guess that's the thing is I'm not even that into Zappa. I just know that when anytime I hear a Frank Zappa song, I'm just like, it's fucking a genius. Like yeah. it's just so original, and I have sometimes a propensity for original music i haven't heard before whether or not Mm -hmm. like it's maybe the best music ever Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like (laughs) i don't know that's how i feel about it that would be like my very stab in the dark because i i don't really know that's i i think about it a lot but it's like a super hard question to me yeah uh so what would your band name be that is the question um uh whitney houston we have a problem I love it. I love it so much. Um, would be one. Okay, that's a good answer. I would try. Good to answers go with all that around. One. Yeah, cool. I dig it. 
<laughs> all right. All right. So time my turn. So mine's a little bit all interesting right. today. It's a little bit easy, but it's basically it's it's one question with three parts. Okay. Okay. So because also we cut it down to three. I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. It was getting a little too. I think last time we talked for like a half hour about eggs. So I'm like, yeah, we need to just cut that shit out. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's long. Um, so mine's a three-parter. So it's, yeah, it's essentially yeah. like, so the first one is, who's your favorite solo artist? The second one is, who's your favorite band? And the third one is, what's your favorite genre? Dang. Okay. So they don't have to be related at all, but it's just yeah. like to me that's that's a good way to to round out somebody's musical taste, I think. Dang. This is so hard. I'm going to need like 24 hours. <laughs> so I'm going to need a couple days to think. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Um man, I'm I'm going to start off with a solo artist. I man. Okay, I, I'm going to say Pete Yorn. He's oh, okay. uh, he's my favorite uh, singer songwriter, uh, and he does some full band stuff every once in a while. But he's like the gist of it. So he he has like if I had to have a list of like my top five favorite albums of all time, I think he has two of them. So that's pretty impressive. Hmm. So his uh, his albums, uh, Music for the Morning After and Day I Forgot, are some of the best albums that I've ever heard. So Pete Yorn is way up there, and he also did a. Uh, uh, album with Scarlett Johansson singing and oh my god she's amazing so hmm. that album is phenomenal too because what how do you get ScarJo to just like pop in and <laughs> record a, some uh, EP with you so that's really awesome Pete Yorn is amazing um and then the second question is my favorite band yeah your favorite band so group okay. or group of musicians okay um I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before but it's really hard to narrow down my favorite band, but if I have, I would have to say Weezer, and hear me out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me plead my case. So they've always held a special place in my heart because they were the first like rock band I ever heard. Um, mm. Like I, I grew up in like a small farm town in Indiana where everybody just listened to country music all the time. That's like what was accessible. It was on the radio. That's what your parents listened to. So when I was a kid, I was like, my favorite music is country because everybody, that's all you, you know, that's what everybody, that's all I know. Uh, and then I, I, I still remember like the day I first like discovered MTV and I saw the uh, music video for Beverly Hills by Weezer. And uh, it's at the, uh, it's at the Playboy Mansion, and it's got all these like Playboy bunnies just like You're dancing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like 13 when I saw that, I think. And f- for a 13 year old, I was like, "Holy shit! I gotta learn how to play guitar." So <laughs> it's really kind of what I mean. That song, that as dumb as it is, like that song sucks, but it's really what got me into like rock. And then I started to kind of delve into other. Uh, you know, rock bands and everything. So, but I, yeah, I don't think if, if it wasn't for Weezer, I wouldn't really be as interested in, you know, some of the music that I love now. So, uh, and I'm a big fan of him and I just uh, obsess over his uh, lifestyle. He's just such an interesting guy and great songwriter. So that's fair. Favorite band is Weezer. I mean, that's how I am with ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. They were the yeah. first like rock band I listened to. So yeah. Uh, and ACDC, I think, in a weird way, is worse than Weezer because they do the same fucking album every single time. <laughs> However, no, but I'm it, always going to love it because it's ACDC, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, people give them a lot of crap because it's simple, but, like, to me, like, even in my songwriting nowadays, like, I, I have that same, like, idea. If it's simple, if it gets people singing along, if it just rocks, it doesn't need to be anything more than that. Right. Like, so that's why I, I think that's what it goes back to. That's why I can't really get behind Zappa right now because it's just too much. <laughs> Dude, too much <laughs> happening. Um, yeah. Okay. So then, so then, what has become your favorite now? So I'll so favorite musical genre, but let's mm-hmm. get specific. So you, so it can't just be like rock or blues. It has to be like a subgenre. Okay. That's your yeah. favorite. So I'm getting into this. Uh, my my favorite genre right now is something that I don't know if there's an actual word for it, but there's a few bands that kind of come to mind, uh, that kind of meld just like blues and just like dirty 
garage rock. So it's like a mixture of Southern rock and almost kind of like punk. So I, I like bands that just are, are nasty bluesy, but also aren't afraid to scream every once in a while. So kind of, it kind of goes back to, you know, like, like Jack White kind of stuff. So, uh, that, and yeah, I, I don't know, man, I want to say like stuff like Black Keys, but even a little more heavier than Black Keys can get sometimes is like my, where I'm at right now. Well, yeah. Like, uh, like Jay Roddy. Yeah. Like Jay Roddy. Yeah, yeah. That's a good example. Yeah, and even and the band I always get them mixed up with, like Two Galants, they're kind of that way too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just like where it's it has like a blues foundation, but it gets so it it, it gets really heavy. Yeah, yeah. You know, because because yeah. I love just like I love just rocking out to some heavy music, but I also like the blues, you know, style, mm-hmm. you know, style, and so and even in my my songwriting now, I kind of try to try to i find myself leaning towards that direction so dig it okay cool so yeah that uh, sums up our lightning round i think i think so right all right right on so uh very excited for this next one what uh eli what you drinking dude i'm drinking something crazy what's that and this is going back to if i could change my name what would i change it to so i found a (laughs) beer uh by clown shoes i've never heard of that the the company clown shoes yeah yeah didn't you well didn't you drink a clown shoes beer on here no No? i don't think so no okay i i know them uh i don't remember the one i've had but okay so this beer is by clown shoes and it is called bale corn unidragon that's is, amazing and that's what my name would be you um, you would change your name to Bailcorn unidragon. unidragon um it's a russian imperial stout nice so i'm ready to rock but it has like and this, is that a is that a bomber too that's huge yeah yeah holy shit and it's that got label is amazing this fucking awesome like D style unicorn dragon on the front and I love the font <laughs> that it even is. Like I was, oh like, yeah, oh I gotta buy this. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel, I'm I feel ex- like I'm about to go in the upside down when I look at that. <laughs> exactly. So oh wow, that is, that is black. <laughs> that is very black. Dang. Yeah, that's. <sighs> that's like cola, dude. Bottoms up. Damn, dude. <laughs> Well, what you got? So, what you drinking? What you got? All right, so I am drinking a. I'd never heard of this before, but uh, it looked good, so I picked it out. It's called a Shorts Brew Space Rock, uh, yes. and I, I looked up. It's a brewery. Shorts Brew is in Michigan, and I, I love this because I've never had it, never heard of it, but it's an American Pale Ale, and uh, the label says. Uh, an American pale ale hopped with some tasty little nuggets of alien technology. So, hmm. yeah, I'm on board. So, if you can see that, it's a dude driving a, I want to say he's driving like a snowmobile or something. Yeah, it's like in, a through space. Yeah, it's like a snowmobile uh, morphed with like a taxi through space. Yeah. And then the license plate says, because aliens exist. So, <laughs> I was like, all right, you got me. Damn it. Damn it, shorts, brew. So. And I'm a sucker for pale ales, so American or Indian, I don't care. No, that's fair. Um, oh, yeah. Just FYI, because I made me look at the bottle. Uh, Clown Shoes is made by the Mercury Brewing Company, hmm. which is in Massachusetts. Okay. And this beer is yeah. 12.5% alcohol. Damn, not bad at all. Not bad. Uh, mine's only five. <laughs> but <laughs> Cool. So, but oh my gosh, on first, upon first pour, it's exactly like weed. Oh yeah. It's got that, uh, it's got that hoppy, uh, marijuana smell. And I love when beer smell like that. Interesting. Who this one. So is what do you in- think? Th- this one is interesting, dude. <laughs> it's not bad. It's, I, I think I got one that I kind of like, but man, is it strong. Okay. And every way, like any uh, any flavors popping out. Just that, just when you get those stouts, man. Just that real deep, heavy barley, like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, it's just you could like taste the fermentation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, very, very kind of oaky. <laughs> okay, good. All right, man. So is it a winner? Are you going to pick it out again? Who I don't know. Um, yeah. I got a little bit of a buzz. I took three sips, man. What? <laughs> All right. Well, there goes the episode. <laughs> yeah, sir. <laughs> and another thing. It's be- <laughs> <laughs> um, Bukowski was right. <laughs> Bukowski was right. Um, it is pretty good. I mean, I, I don't good. mind it for, I mean, I like stouts. And when I held it up, I think that's, I think I got your opinion on stouts again, which is yeah, nay, I, I just, believe. I, yeah, I just can't, I can't do stouts like even even Guinness, I just yeah, it's too much. It's too dark, and I like I like it to be hoppy and fresh and citrusy and. That's fair. I don't know. Guinness is so refreshing. Like Guinness compared to this, dude. Guinness is a is a Miller Light compared to this beer. Oh, well then I would absolutely hate that beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. And I think what turned me off on to it is the first time I had Guinness at a bar. They served it in a plastic cup, and oh. it was like warm. So it was like, it was way too, like, way too much foam. So I had to wait like a half hour before I could even really get it. Then by that time it was warm. So yeah, yeah, it kind of ruined it for me. That's fair. Yeah, no, because that Um, is not, I mean, I know there might be, see, I don't even think like many people drink it at room temperature or anything like that in many other countries either, because I think it's supposed to be fairly cold when you, (laughs) would you serve it? Yeah. Are other is that a thing? Do other countries drink their beer warm? Uh, well, I mean they won't drink it like hot, but yeah, like I'm pretty sure a, there's a lot of German beers that people I think will drink at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know if you've noticed, the colder you make a beer, the less flavor it has. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's why, like your I Miller Lights and Coors Light and all that, they want you to have it as cold as humanly possible, <laughs> so, because the flavor is just dick. Yeah, because they don't. You're not drinking those for the flavor. You're just drinking them. Taste to drink. as cold as the Rockies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because they don't want you to taste it. Right. And then like, when it gets a little bit warm, and then you drink it, you're like, oh my god, this is disgusting. Yeah. Oh yeah. The I worst think, thing in the world. I think when a beer starts to come up out at like closer to room temperature, I think that's where you get more flavor out of it. Yeah, you know. I, I wonder mean? if that's why they Coors Light started doing the. Uh, I love they they put the the mountains on it, yeah, and like term- when the mountain turns blue, it's like oh, it's good to drink. It's blue, so <laughs> yeah, it's frozen. <laughs> it's, it's really just like a warning label, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So that that's at least from my knowledge, that's that's what yeah. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah. But. Good. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Well, uh, yeah, my uh, my space rock is pre- is actually pretty good. I'm a fan of it. Um, I mean, it tastes like a lot of the pale ales I've had. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the reviews on it, and it's supposed to have uh, notes of uh, citrus rind and dandelion leaf, which I don't get that at all. But power to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I because I doubt you've eaten a dandelion as an adult. So you'd be surprised. You'd be. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be quite shocked at that answer. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. So, okay, that was uh, what we drank in, right? That that was, well, hold on, now I want to look up a review for my beer. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting on Beer Advocate. Good stuff. Uh, so let's see. Brewed with a monstrous amount of malt combined with aggressive American hops... This beer is powerful and complex and designed to age. Smokiness Dang. is subtle but present and b- and blends nicely with rich, dark flavors. Already they use words that I'm afraid of. Like it, It's like their marketing team was like, let's just take the most intense, terrifying words, and pants-shittingly scary words, and throw them in there like, uh, like what did they say? Like aggressive and... <laughs> yeah, monstrous amount Monstrous. Like, no, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of what I uh, I think I'm tasting the malt more than barley, but I get those confused. I don't technically okay. know what each tastes like individually, yeah, but I it's know, more of that I... side of the taste spectrum because to me the yeah. other side is hops and like wheat, you know. Yeah, but like, I, it's never it's never a good thing when beer uses like the same marketing as like hot sauce. Like, <laughs> bet you <laughs> bet you won't. <laughs> bet you, won't. <laughs> you can't handle it, pussy. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that is kind of what happened. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I, it got like a four out of five, I think, pretty much uh, on average. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Which which I I'd maybe give it a three. But three. Okay. It, it's it's not bad, but it is definitely intense, and that's maybe yeah. the only thing that I don't like about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right on. Um, okay, so if we're uh, you're ready to move on, I've got uh, got a little bit of a conversation starter here. If you're ready, hit, hit me. Okay, so um, Eli, I'd like to know what you're thinking about, um, and I'm going to preface this by by saying, uh, so one of my friends came into town last night that I hadn't seen in a while, and we uh, we just kind of hung out and uh, we wanted to catch up. I haven't seen him in probably about a year, so uh, obviously there was a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about. And you know, the first thing the first thing he did was like, so how he was like, hey, yeah, so how's everything going? How, what what are you been up to? And the first thing I said was like, yeah, man, work's been good. Uh, and then our, like it kind of hit me too, like. I don't want to talk about work. Like, this is a really good friend that I haven't seen in a while. And, but why is it, and it's not just me, it's everyone. Why is it that our first, uh, you know, when someone asks you that, our first inclination is to talk about work when you don't really like your job that much to begin with? So, why is that all you have to talk about? Um, so there's a lot of layers to this, but, um, it's, the biggest, my biggest concern with this idea is, uh, and this is not well thought out at all, obviously, but uh, why is it such a good thing in like, it's considered to be a good thing in our, you know, civilization now to be busy all the time. Like people equate busyness as like a virtue, like busyness equals success when that, that's not always true, is it? Uh, No. No, it's not. I mean, like, that's actually what we did when we, you know, got on and, and, and just start talking slightly to each other. But no, you're, you're right. Like, yeah, that's kind of why I was kind of trying to trick you a little bit. Like, I wanted to ask you how you were doing on, like, I wanted to get it recorded just to see what you would say. So, um, and I, I, I can't remember how you did. <laughs> well, I, I did. I, well, you know, I, I didn't jump right into work. Um, yeah. Well, I know for like me, I don't, I don't want to actually let people know where I work on here. <laughs> just yeah. Case. Yeah. Me too. Um, however, it's pretty high profile. Right. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have people beating down the door. Um, <laughs> well, first off, no, bu- busyness does not equate to success. No, you're right. Um, I do think though that in America, I, I think if you're not busy, I think you're viewed as lazy and I think it's as simple Mm -hmm. as that. Yeah. And in a, in a society where like it is very capitalist driven and has that mentality and kind of always has, Mm -hmm. if you're not busy, I feel like people's first inclination is, well, what are you doing? Yeah, like, exactly. What, what, do you mean, yeah. what do you mean you're not busy? I'm crazy busy. I'm mm-hmm. busy enough for both of us. What are you doing? You know, and I think that's I think that's what it is. And I think it makes sense in a way because I think everybody has that one friend that you talk to and it's like, hey man, what have you been doing? Nothing. <laughs> and you're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like. Um, but aren't you kind of jealous of that a little bit? Like, oh, you son of a bitch, I'd love to do nothing. Not as much as I used to be. Yeah. I used to be very jealous of that person who did not have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recently took a vacation. I took the longest vacation I ever had. Five days off in a row. <laughs> Ooh. No work. First time in five years. And, and what did you end up doing? Uh, I mean, you know, I did some things. But it just, I, like, by the end of it, I was just like, I'm fucking bored. Like, this is just weird. Like, yeah. And it was because I was trying to enjoy myself or whatever mm-hmm. and enjoy it being away from work. But it was just like I see there was there was a key thing I realized while on that vacation. And I think mm-hmm. it ties into this. Taking time away from something. Or like taking a break. Right. Is only good when you've put in the work in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of my, yeah, my thinking behind this too is I was really trying to think of like, what is so good about, you know, being busy? Because sometimes it just seems fruitless. Like you're busy with stupid things. Like I got to go to the bank, got to do this. And that's important, but you know, uh, and 
that's where I kind of ended up. I read this book by Nick Offerman. Uh, mm. It's called Paddle Your Own Canoe, and it's just about kind of like the virtues of being a man. And it was a really, really good book. I definitely highly suggest it. Um, and he had a quote in there I liked so much that I like wrote it down and stuck it on my mirror. Um, and uh, so he, he said, uh, after 10 sweaty hours in the wood shop, that first Corona tastes like the jizz of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. Corona is pretty good, but if you earn it, way better. Like exactly. if you actually, you know, put in the hard work to deserve that Corona, holy shit, that's the best thing, the best feeling in the world. That's what it is. That's what it is, I think. I think it's like, well, and then because I think that ended up in a stand up special, too. Oh, yeah. Because he also talked about it's better for eight people to have one beer than one asshole to have eight beers. (laughs) Okay. I like that. Yeah. And I agreed with that because it's like, you know, there there was a time like, you know, like video games, for example, just being my main hobby Mm -hmm. that I get into. And I consider it more of a hobby because I'm really not like that great at them. I guess, you know, it's just I play anything and everything for fun. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really call it a hobby. But, you know, when I sit there and I play a lot of games, it's really fun. And I'm really glad. I'm really excited. However, there are times where I thought I was going to play video games like that whole vacation. And I really didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was because I didn't I didn't want it to go by so fast and then for it to be over. Yeah. And me to be like, man, I wish I played less video games. So it's just yeah. it's just one of those things in life where I think everything in moderation you know, yeah. you can't, and that, you know, and that includes work, that includes work too. Like, um, everything's good in moderation. Like, well, if you over, there is such a thing as overworking yourself, especially at your job. I guess the point I'm trying to drive home is like, if you, if you keep yourself busy with your job, you, at the end of the day, your job is to go in and make someone else money. Unless you own your own business, your job is someone else's American dream. So does it really make sense for you to be so like high and mighty about like, oh, I've been so busy. Work has been crazy. Like that's not uh, to me, that's not a good thing. Um, I hear you. However, I was I was raised with a mantra and I still tell people this like when I'm at work and I do kind of have to discipline somebody. Mm-hmm. I always tell them any job worth doing is worth doing well. Okay, yeah. And so I I mean you're right. I I hear you. Um but I think like from my point of view I think like you should be tired when you come home after work cuz if you're not tired mm-hmm. you're not you're not working hard enough. True. Yeah. I get that. Which sounds a little bit extreme. I mean, you shouldn't die from exhaustion. But yeah, you should be tired when you come home. You should need to put your feet up for a minute. But not so tired that you don't have the energy to work on your actual passions. I would agree. To me, that's that's the big thing about it. Like, uh, if, yeah, if, if you spend all your time, like, devoted to your job and no time devoted to the things you actually care about like that's when it starts to become a problem i would agree um you know i I mean i think you're right i think if you're killing yourself at work and i think it also i mean it's it's hard because it's relative right because there are some companies that you want to work hard for Mm -hmm. because you love the company you work for yeah very true or you love the people you work for. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. But you know, it's but even still, even I guess even if you really love that company or really love the people you work with, you still can't overwork because if you do overwork yourself and you're exhausted all the time when you go in, you're not going to do a good job anyways. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, but I think to get back to your initial question, which was why why do we use that as like a conversation thing or why does that pop in our head of something we want to talk mm-hmm. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, the biggest thing is, one, we are there 40 hours a week. Yeah. You know, so we are there a majority of our week. You know, we're there mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of our life. Yeah. So, you know, I think we feel inclined to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that... I think there's all, also a perception of... I don't think people want to be the, the person that says, like, you know, like, what have you been up to? Like, nothing. I don't think people want to be yeah, that definitely. person because yeah. it's like you don't want your life to sound like you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I think the only reason that some people probably say nothing is because like maybe they don't have a job or a typical job. 
to really be like, oh, this is what I did at work this week. Like I just, you know, some somebody might just not have a very normal nine to five job. So I don't think they have anything to say, but nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah. So, man, <laughs> it's an interesting guess, question. Yeah, it's it's because there's a lot to it because. <clears throat> Well, and I also know there's like a social, there's a social norm. I think it's socially taboo to be like, hey, man, what have you been up to? And it's been like, man, I've really been thinking about the universe lately. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What? Like, dude, I'm just trying to get some coffee. I don't want to talk about this, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's very, that's actually true because I guess uh, that raises a whole nother point. Like, if someone asks you that question, are they really being genuine or are they just trying to make small talk? So, what they want to hear is, work's been good, family's good. See you later. Yeah. You <laughs> That's know. kind of, yeah. Yeah. I'm, Unless. And I'm that, I'm guilty of that for sure. I yeah. mean, I think it's like, I guess if somebody, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I used to work at a uh, coffee shop and we had a customer that came in all the time. He was super cool, like a totally awesome regular, uh, very nice guy. And I, I specifically remember one day I just, I, I was going through the motions. I was like, morning, how you doing today? And he was like, well. We just found out my wife got diagnosed with cancer, um, so we're really kind of having a tough time. And I was not prepared for that. I mm-hmm. was, I, you know, in my mind, I was like, I say this to everyone, and you're just, as as much as I like you, you're just another customer. But it really kind of got me to slow down and think, like, do I actually care? Yeah, I mean, that's the hard part of that question. Like, do you care? Probably, obviously, in some way, but... That's <laughs> is getting deep. That's the question, though, right? Like, should so I feel like there's two ways to look at that. Should you really care yeah. about this guy and his wife for having cancer? Is there anything about it that truly affects your life? Uh, it doesn't affect my life beyond that I really like him as a person and hope the best for him, as you do. Right. But if his wife, you know, if, if if his family member was to pass away from cancer, would it affect you? Like, truly? No. It, it wouldn't. No. It wouldn't affect your life. But I think as people, we do still care. We, well, we try to. We try to muster up whatever we can to care. Yeah. Because I know from my perspective, I would like somebody to care. If I was having that kind of a day and somebody asked me and for whatever reason I decided this is the person I'm going to actually tell them how I feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would want them to give me something even of just I'm really sorry to hear that. And yeah, then, yeah. And then just move on with my day because because being out in like public or around people I don't think is enough to get people out of their like isolation. You know, because we're social creatures and all that jazz so we can't. We can't like be alone for too long, or we will start to like slowly like go crazy. So we have to like actually have that social interaction, and just being mm-hmm. around people isn't enough. You actually have to be able to like speak with people and relate to people on a, like an emotional level. Yeah. Um. So that's like what is so weird about it because i do that because i i will at least say i work in retail so everybody that walks through my door i say you know hello like how are you doing and Mm -hmm. you know it's always good how about you or like everybody has their own little kitsch thing they say like yeah best day of my life yeah right (laughs) if i was any better there'd be two of me (laughs) right or like i think like my favorite one is like well i'm vertical (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm on this side of the dirt yeah i'm on this side of the dirt yeah i've heard that one a few times and i you know i don't even know if they're having a bad day or they just think it's funny yeah yeah right. you know what i mean and i think i don't know i you know i think a realistic answer is it's it's so hard for people to fucking relate to each other that that we talk about the weather and we talk about our jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't want. I mean, because I mean, how in? Because think about it. How insane would it be if you're at Subway and you go in and you're like, you know, hey, you know, they're like, hi, welcome to Subway. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, well, you know, I've been having an existential crisis lately, and I just, I really don't understand. Like, I went to school to be in law, and you're like, like, dude, just make my fucking sandwich. Like, I don't. Yep. Yeah. I can't get into this. You know, how insane would that be if that's right. how society functioned? 
<laughs> yeah, very, very true. I mean, so, sometimes I wish, I mean, like you, like I, because that's where I'm bad at parties, and especially younger people mm-hmm. don't do that, especially when they're like social and at like mm-hmm. a party. They don't do that. They don't talk about the fucking weather. But I do yeah. because I'm like, I don't know what to talk to you about. I don't know, like, what do you, uh, what, you know, like, what do you, what kind of car do you drive? You know, I mean, it's the worst small talk <laughs> ever, and I and I'm so bad at it. No, I think I'm I'm kind of the same way. That's why like I that's where my introvert comes out where like even at parties, I I've always hated small talk like that. Like if what what's the point of talking about weather or sports or anything? Like if I'm really going to get to know someone, like let's just get down to it, man. Like skip all the bullshit. Like that's why you'll find I'm the guy at a, at a party that'll be sitting in the corner with a stranger being just like, "No, that's what was right about Ayn Rand, man. I'm telling you." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Like, <laughs> and I and I and I will I will say that I mean that has definitely happened and it is nice to walk away from like a night or something like that where you're like I didn't expect to talk to this dude about aliens for 20 minutes <laughs> right right but we did and I feel so much more rewarded than just sitting there and bullshit yeah exactly yeah so that's kind of yeah that brings up a good point uh, okay, so kind of like trying to trying to rein this pony in. Uh, going back to it, uh, the the busyness aspect. Uh, so let's say hypothetically, your job, for for whatever reason, was like Eli. You've been doing a really good job. We're gonna give you a year off with pay. So don't bother coming in, but we're still gonna pay you like you were here. What would you do with your time off? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. I would. You wouldn't do it. I not a year. Yeah, you get a whole year. Man, that'd be hard, dude. I don't know. I'm telling man. you, man. Five days. At the end of that five days, I I legitimately was looking around like I don't know what to do. And I'm not a. I mean, there's no way in hell I'm a workaholic. I'm not. It's right. just. It was that feeling of when I would go to do something, it wouldn't feel as fulfilling because I was already so relaxed and so decompressed and so just Mm -hmm. chill that it almost made me like lethargically chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I needed stress to function slightly. What about like, I mean, you have so many hobbies that you love and obviously you would love, I know you would love to spend more time on that kind of stuff. Like you wouldn't even do it for that. I mean, I would. No, trust me. I would. I would love that. It's just hard because it's like, um, I just, I need routine. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to not be able to wake up whenever I want to. Cause when yeah, I wake that's up, true. when I wake up whenever I want to, I'm going to wake up at like the crack of noon. Mm-hmm. and or never um so that's yeah. like that's like the problem for me is like i need that routine of getting up in the morning and going to work or you know i know that i have just this morning because i'm gonna go in tonight and work it, mm-hmm. it's like i almost feel like i need that because that helps me center everything else in my life around it yeah that totally makes sense i there i went through a brief period where i was gonna like work from home so i had this uh just internet job where I was like, well, I could do this, you know, as much as I want. So I might as well just, uh, you know, work on this as much as I can. I'll get up at nine. I'll work on this for eight hours. It'll be great. I know I don't have to leave my room. And then I found out that the days that I, you know, set aside to do those things, I didn't do any of it. I woke up at like 10. I had some breakfast, bullshitted, played with the dog, uh, sat down to do some work at like noon, uh, got some work done. And then after like two hours, like, man, I am beat. And then I looked over and like, oh, there's laundry to be done. I should probably go do my laundry. Like, yeah. So without that kind of structure, I I don't trust myself. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've thought about it and I think maybe that's like, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it would change, and with a life change, I, I'm not sure. I just mm-hmm. know that for me personally, I feed off like stress and like pressure. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm able to create things and and do things. And I guess that's not like super awesome or super healthy. But when I have it, I could take it and I could use it. So when I don't have that, I just feel kind of blah. Yeah, that's they've done some like studies and stuff where they say like procrastinators do better work because if they you know if you wait till the last minute to do something, you're not going to be 
stressing about doing the right things. You're just going to be stressing about getting it done, which is nine times out of 10. Like that's the best way to do it. Like let your guard down, do yeah. the thing that you might've otherwise been afraid to do. Exactly. Like, yeah. Cause there, I, I feel like there are plenty of ideas in the world that kind of just started with someone just being like, fuck it. Here we go. You know? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You know, and then, and then they just roll with it. And I, I mean, yep. I know I've come up with some pretty decent ideas of just being like, I have no fucking idea what to do. Yeah. Let's do this. And it's like, yeah, yeah let's do that yeah, you know let's do it yeah like um, oh it's uh time to go to the meeting 10 minutes johnson what do you got uh yeah. purple ketchup <laughs> what <do> we- <laughs> all right damn it johnson you've done it you son of a bitch <laughs> um <laughs> johnson 10 minutes we need to think about peanut butter differently what are you gonna have like put jelly in the tube with it uh <laughs> <laughs> one knife done <laughs> one knife done my god uh, gotcha. that's why we that's why we pay you the big bucks johnson yeah right <laughs> um all right man cool well that that's about all i had for you so okay i think we got into it a little bit yeah that's an interesting one that's an interesting one because you're right it's it's very wrapped up in, in social norms mm-hmm. and i think those are really hard because none of us like always want to do them but we always do do yeah you know it's hard to because break out yeah because we're not they're social norms for a reason we're not in the place yet to to be anti-establishment because then you just come off as crazy yeah and also you know when i go out into public i don't actually want to talk to people that much but if i follow the social norms i'm not doing anything wrong yeah exactly you know yeah i don't know maybe it's a problem Maybe that's another question for another day. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, take this uh, ship in. What do you say, uh, Eli? What have you been cranking, dude? I have been listening to a lot of Ninja Sex Party lately. <laughs> I noticed on your Spotify, like <laughs> yeah. I had Spotify, I had Spotify up as I was getting ready for this, and I was like, that motherfucker is gonna talk about Ninja Sex Party again. <laughs> it's like, old. but no. For, for the listeners, yeah, what is Ninja Sex Party? Okay, N- Ninja Sex Party is probably the greatest comedy duo that you have not heard of. Because um, <laughs> they're in the same same veins as Tenacious D and Flight of the Concords. But my favorite part about Tenacious D and why I keep listening to them is they're all that, but they're like 80s music. Mm-hmm. So it's that real, like, innate, like, crazy comedy, but it's like 80s style music. And I mm-hmm. never really liked 80s-style music until I started listening to Ninja Sex Party. Well, that's cool. I guess it kind of got you in the door. Yeah, it kind of got me in the door. Like, uh, yeah. they've done a couple cover albums, which are really good. Because mm-hmm. um, they have, like, a couple Def Leppard songs and a Van Halen song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just that's I cool. just like them so much. Um, but the, the duo is uh, Danny Sexbang and <laughs> Ninja Brian. They are Ninja Sex Party. Awesome. Uh, Danny Sexbang is otherwise known as uh, Daniel Avedon, who is the second part of Game Grumps, if anybody is nerdy enough to watch. okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, if if anybody's nerdy enough to watch Let's Plays, he is (laughs) Dan Avedon from Game Grumps. But he is, the thing I like most about Ninja Sex Party is they are completely independent. The nicest motherfucking people ever. Mm -hmm. And they make this amazingly hilarious movie i i i like to describe their music as like a 13 year old's wet dream because <laughs> like their biggest song on the internet is dinosaur laser fight <laughs> yes we, you know and it's just <laughs> now i understand what you mean by that <laughs> yeah it's just it's just that kind of just insane fucking ideas and i just yeah i love them and there's and they don't take it seriously um but they mm-hmm. can like their two cover albums are amazing like a couple songs make me cry when i hear them like hmm. they covered pink floyd's wish you were here oh wow and it like yeah. breaks my soul um yeah. i remember their one of the time they came out with their first cover album and i was really sick like i'm pretty sure i had bronchitis and everything and i was taking a bunch of flu medicine and i was just fucking feeling like shit and then I, I, and they, in that morning that I woke up and had like already called off work and I'm just laying in bed feeling like shit, they released, they covered Everybody Wants to Rule the World. 
Oh, wow. By the band name I never remember. <laughs> Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. That's what it is. Tears for Fears. And it, <laughs> and it was that, and it was this, uh, it was like a tour video of just yeah. him like in a tour bus having a good time doing this song. And it, so they actually tour? They do shows and everything? Oh, yeah. They're kind of... Wow. Uh, they toured a while with Steel Panther. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Steel Panther's in a couple of their music videos. Wow. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I'd love to see their name on a marquee. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, right? Ninja Sex Party at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> They've gotten bigger because they teamed yeah. up with a band called uh, Tupperware Remix Party. That sounds made up. <laughs> they or, or Twerp. <laughs> um, oh my god! And they're just this super '80s devoey band. Yeah. Like they wear wow. like animal costumes, and yeah, they yeah. just make the funkiest '80s music music ever. But they kind of <laughs> like joined forces a little bit. So yeah, they have a live band. Yeah, cool. I'm, I might send you some videos because uh, okay, yeah, yeah. They're, they've kind of blown up over the past few yeah. years. Cool. So, but yeah, no, I've listened to them a lot. They just made me so happy. Yeah, and I just then, yeah, I, and yeah. they're they're like that one band that I put on. They just make me feel happy. Good man, yeah, that's that's awesome. What about um, you? What you cranking? All right, so I've uh, I've been cranking a little bit. Uh, I'd like to talk about a band that I've uh, been getting into as of late. It's uh, called Natural Child. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. They are uh, okay. So they're from Nashville. Uh, they they're just some. Uh, it's 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 a really fun combination of like southern rock and just uh more chill fun uh man it's like a blues country kind of thing i'm not really sure how to explain it but it's uh it's good stuff they're on burger records in nashville and uh i i recently i i first heard about them from another podcast but i i start i listened to a few things and then i actually found one of their albums on vinyl that i'm going to show you uh that i immediately bought Mostly because of the album cover, yes, which is uh, <laughs> good radio right here. Uh, this is a naked naked woman's ass right here, and the tattoos or the the album name is called "For the Love of the Game," which is tattooed right above the right buttocks. And uh, yeah, so I just like keeping it out, looking at it, and it's just got some good songs on it. So <laughs> right on. Are we even sure it's a woman's ass? Uh, I I like to hope so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if not, I'm going to be very confused. Yeah, I'm going to be very confused <laughs> with the feelings I have. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the weirdest boner. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's completely hairless, so that's validates my, you know. I don't know, man. I've been on the internet too long. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. You're right. So. All right. Well, that was uh, oh. feels good. Feels like a good stopping point. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's about all I had for you. So. Good work. <laughs> good work and good luck. <laughs>